This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Day 21 of the UAW strike, and now it's starting to damage the U.S. supply chain. MEMA, the Motor Equipment Manufacturers Association, says nearly 30% of auto suppliers have laid off workers because of the strike. 60% expect to lay off more workers this month. Over 6,000 non-striking workers have been laid off at automakers and suppliers, and Ford just laid off another 400 employees starting today. MEMA says 70% of suppliers worry that the strike is going to force many of their sub-suppliers to go out of business. So MEMA is working with the White House to try and get financial support for suppliers that can't get loans from banks. In a related move, General Motors announced that it secured a $6 billion line of credit to ride out the strike. So far, the strike has cost GM $200 million in lost production. Ford lined up a $4 billion line of credit before the strike even started, and both of those are signals to the union that they're financially ready to ride out a long strike. Meanwhile, Ford presented the union with its seventh offer that could bring the total wage increases to 30% over the life of the contract. It includes retirement benefits that would have workers retire at least with a million dollars in savings. And that seems to have moved the needle. Reuters reports that there are signs of progress in the contract talks. But it looks like the union and the automakers are still far apart on several issues. Notably, union representation at the joint venture battery plants that the car companies are building with battery companies. But we'll have a much clearer idea tomorrow of how much progress is being made. UAW President Sean Fain will announce at noon tomorrow what the union's next steps are going to be. So maybe we'll see a pause in the action, or maybe we'll see more plans to close down as additional workers join the stand-up strike. GM seems to be figuring out how to make more Altium batteries in more quantities, but sales of its Altium-based EVs are still slow. In the third quarter, it was able to deliver roughly 4,200 Altium-based EVs, which is about three times more than last quarter. The growth comes from the Lyric and the Hummer, not new models like the Blazer and Silverado. It only delivered 19 Blazer EVs and 18 Silverado EVs. And with GM idling the Bright Drop assembly line in Canada to next year, it probably won't deliver many more than the 35 Zevo 600s it did in Q3. By comparison, GM was able to deliver nearly 16,000 bolts in the same time. And as you probably know, the bolt is not on an Altium-based platform. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility manufacturing smarter, reducing CO2 emissions, making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. A few years back, Honda created a new off-road brand called Trail Sport and several models now wear a Trail Sport badge. 
The idea was to start with small factory upgrades and build up the capabilities over time. And we're seeing that progression with the updated version of the Passport Trail Sport. For the first time, the model gets a set of all-terrain tires. They're general grabbers, which have a slightly more aggressive design. The Passport Trail Sport also gets new revised spring rates, improved valve tuning in the shocks, and sway bars that allow for more articulation. I think it will be interesting to see how consumers respond to a more off-road focused Honda. But on top of the Trail Sport, all Passport models for 2024 will have slightly updated styling inside and out, and it includes the addition of a new Black Edition trim line. Speaking of Honda and new models, it's launching the third generation of the N-Box, a K-car it offers in Japan. And as a fan of the original Scion XB, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for the N-Box because they look so much alike. But the N-Box is quite a bit smaller with only room for four people. And because it's a K-car, it's limited to a 660cc engine. Either a naturally aspirated or turbocharged version is available, which is paired to a CVT and front or four-wheel drive. The N-Box is priced between roughly $11,000 and $16,000, and they sell pretty well. Between all the versions, Honda expects to sell $15,000 a month or $180,000 a year. Toyota announced it's formed a long-term partnership with LG Energy Solution to have the battery maker supply it with lithium-ion battery modules made in the U.S. LG will invest $3 billion to expand its plant in Holland, Michigan to produce 20 gigawatt hours of NMCA, or nickel-manganese-cobalt-aluminum pouch cells, starting in 2025. This is LG's largest supply agreement that's not part of a joint venture. The first vehicle to use the modules will be a new BEV built at Toyota's plant in Kentucky. While it's obvious that the UAW strike hasn't had much of an impact on car sales so far. New car sales in the U.S. market shot up 20% in the third quarter compared to a year ago as fleets and retail customers bought over 1.3 million new vehicles. And that's much stronger than analysts expected. Here are how the full-line manufacturers performed. General Motors topped the list with nearly 670,000 vehicles sold, up 21%. Toyota beat out Ford again, with 590,000 units sold, up 12%. Ford came in with 497,000 vehicles. But look at how close Hyundai, Kia, and Genesis are getting to Ford, with nearly 450,000 vehicles, up 12.5%. If the strike persists and Ford starts losing sales, the Hyundai Group could surpass Ford in the American market, which would come as a massive shock. Honda and Nissan also showed big percentage gains, as they come off a disastrous Q3 in 2022. Ford's deal to sell an assembly plant in Germany has fallen through. Back in June, the automaker signed an agreement with a potential investor, but that investor backed out of the deal. Ford didn't reveal who the investor was, but Automotive News reports it was a Chinese company. The plant in Saarlouis, Germany, which currently builds the Focus, is scheduled to be shut down in 2025, 
So if Ford is unable to find another buyer, the factory could be one of the first casualties in the switch to electrification. There's been a bunch of news recently as Tesla begins to get more of its semis into customer hands, including a spin with Jay Leno behind the wheel. But not to be totally outdone, Daimler is sharing details about a recent test with its own long-haul semi, the e-Actro 600. With a full load and portions of the trip over a, quote, steep rise, the truck was able to travel 530 kilometers, or about 330 miles, on a single charge. It says that full load was 40 tons. That's tons spelled T-O-N-S. So we're not sure if that was metric, imperial, or U.S. tons, but either way it would be about 80,000 to 90,000 pounds. As for the battery, it's an LFP pack with roughly 600 kilowatt hours of usable space, which is where the truck gets its name. It went with LFP for its durability and ability for fast charging of up to 400 kilowatts with a CCS plug and even megawatt charging. Rivian is giving its electric truck and SUV a range boost, but it will cost you. The dual motor versions of the R1T and R1S are now available with its 149 kilowatt hour max battery pack. That boosts the SUV's range to 400 miles and the trucks to 410 miles. That's up from 352 miles both models get with the large battery. But, like I said, that new pack isn't cheap. It costs $10,000 more than the large battery, and it's 16 grand more than the smallest battery option. The R1T with the Max Pack is already being delivered to customers, while the R1S will start this fall. Moving in the opposite direction, Lucid announced a new version of the Air with its lowest price yet. The Lucid Air Pure is priced at $77,400. That does not include destination charges or other fees, and it does not qualify for the IRA tax credit, which is capped at passenger cars that cost $55,000. The rear drive Pure offers 410 miles of range and can add 150 miles of range in 12 minutes when using a DC fast charger. But that brings us to the end of today's show. And don't forget to check out AutoLine After Hours this afternoon, which I'm sure will get into some of the possible UAW strike scenarios. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data.